Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave. I'm super excited for this episode this week. It's a very different from the regular stuff that we do here, I feel like, but also very relevant and important. So before we get into that, some of you guys might know that I am a nutrition coach. I've been one-on-one coaching for a while, and I recently decided that I wanted to be able to help more people and also help people who are super, super busy And have no idea how to count macros because that's normally like what I coach. And so I found a way where I can coach more people and I don't have to count macros. So that I'm so excited about that. I'm finally launching that within the next couple of weeks. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you will definitely hear about it. And I'll also drop it here as well. You can also go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition and sign up for my email list there. I will be sending out an email with more information sooner rather than later. So I had Jessica on the show and Jessica Caver Lindholm, and she was so cool. I felt like what a soul sister, just amazing. And we talked a lot about money. And I feel like money is one of those dirty subjects no one wants to talk about and people are afraid to admit that they want it and people are pointing the finger at other people, calling them evil for wanting it. And I'm just like a firm believer in financial fitness in general, like getting your finances in check, you know, trying to build up your credit, being educated on what's available to you in terms of funding or whatever, if you own a business, you know, stuff like that. And then also, of course, like making money because the more money you have, the more impact you can make and the more things you can do. So I am really big on women, especially, you know, learning more about money and just like being unapologetic about it. So it was kind of crazy to talk to Jessica who just unabashedly, yes, like all about making money and yes, I'm wealthy, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just think this is such a different kind of a different kind of perspective than what you are hearing. And, and I honestly think that this is a conversation that's happening more and more. And it's to me, it's just really important. One of my personal goals is actually to have so much money that I'm able to turn around and invest in other women's businesses. So last year, there was about $98 billion in funding, capital funding that went out and 2% of it went to women and less than half a percent of it went to women of color. And now I I definitely think there are a lot of different reasons for that, but um, that even with 
all of the, you know, education and understanding of what's available. And like, yes, there are some women who just want simple service based businesses and they don't want to get huge and they don't need that investment, but there's still plenty of women who that could be made available to, and then it should be made available to. So that is kind of like one of my big, 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 crazy, scary goals that I have is that I can turn around and educate women on what's available to them and help them understand the funding and how it works and also mentor them and invest in their business. So that is something I'm very personally, very, very passionate about. So having this conversation with Jessica was just really cool. Jessica Caver Lindholm is a founder of To Living Free, a movement dedicated to helping visionaries get rich while doing their soul work so they can change the world and live free. Transforming from small town country girl to global success as a writer, speaker, and coach, Jessica has positively impacted hundreds of thousands a year for almost a decade. Her mission is to financially empower visionaries to do their soul work and create massive impact and experience real freedom through her coaching courses and the endless stream of free content she shares online. You can connect with Jessica on her website or Instagram, where she shares almost daily free guidance and inspiration to help you create soul led prosperity and real freedom. Now, Jessica, welcome to the rebel babe cave. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Super pumped you're here. So we like to start out with something we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. Ooh. So, yeah, so basically, <laughs> it is what are your goals right now currently? What are you grateful for? And then badassery is kind of like something you've done recently that's pretty badass or something you're just really proud of yourself for. Love it. Okay. It's interesting though, the the goals conversation, I was just talking to some of my clients about this yesterday. I've actually, and this is going to sound so different than what everyone says. I've actually kind of stopped having normal goals. I have the, 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 like, you know, usually it's like, how much money are you going to make in this launch or how it's like very like hardcore. And my goals at this time are much more around. I choose to always receive more than enough money in terms of like, what do I say? I receive more than I spend and budget for. I always receive more and more money that I can possibly spend or, and save and give away. And I still have access over like, that's one of my goals, but it's less about a specific number. And it's more about that's just how that gets to be. It's about getting this work into the hands of as many people as possible. And it gets to grow on a daily basis. And you know, my biggest goal is just helping good people have access to money because I believe that we really do incredible things in the world when we're not worrying about how am I going to make money today? So in terms of goal, that's my, that's my biggest intention. I think at the moment, gratitude, good gracious. I have such a good life and I know it's not by accident and I know it's intentional. My PR team just recently, they were like, you're the full package. And a lot of times I don't notice it until someone points it, reflects it back to me. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like, you know, I have an amazing relationship. I met my husband on seven, seven of 07 and we've been together pretty much since we work and play together full time and we still get along really well. So grateful for that. So grateful. I manifested my dream home. That's where I live. I manifested my dream body. Like I'm wildly obsessed with my body and, or my business. And then something I really love is that I have unlimited freedom. Freedom to me is having access to time and money, but it's the mindset piece as well. And be able to have that and share it with others. It's just makes my heart so, so, so happy. Badassery is that was that the next piece? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Recent badassery. 
actually being able to create the level of simplicity that I have in my business is something that I'm really proud of. I think that we're taught that if you want something big, you've got to hustle. It's got to take, you know, you got to go, 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 and you've got to sacrifice other things. And I think what I'm an absolute badass at is getting to have it all, but in a way that feels good to me, getting to define success on my own, having a highly profitable business that consistently makes 50, 60, 70,000 plus cash flow a month, not sales. But I also feel like I'm semi-retired. Like I read a lot of novels and hang out and bike to breweries. And it's like, I'm a badass because I'm me. I'm this like small town country girl that dreamed so big that it, I let it be as good as it could be. And I know it's going to keep getting better. And so I just love offering people that perspective that you get to have success on your terms and not all of a lot of us just want to hang out in gym clothes and have the money piece yeah. taken care of <laughs> like yeah and max chill like and that's okay too so that's what I'm a badass at <laughs> I love it yeah it's so funny because if you're listening to this right now you're either like oh my god I hate her she has everything I want or oh my god <laughs> she's amazing I want to do that I want to do that <laughs> if anything just let just it's possible that's what I want people to know more than anything it's possible no, I do. I love that. I think that when we see, especially like for me, I own a boutique. It's one of my businesses and seeing other women who are crushing it, it used yeah. to hurt my soul to yeah. see people crushing it to be like, what am I doing wrong? But now sure. it's like a mirror. It like shows you what's possible. And so now I like get really pumped when I see other successful women or women are just like, killing it. And they're like, I make a bazillion dollars by before I have my coffee in the morning. And I'm like, yes. Okay, cool. Cause like that means it's possible because while sure you're special, I'm special. We're all unique, but am yeah. I so special that I can't accomplish that too? Totally. Because you know? at the same time, it's like, I'm special in terms of I am intentional. Mm. I actually trust what I want and I give myself permission to have it on repeat until it shows up and then kind of stay the course with that until it shows up. But at the same time, I believe that we all are one energy. I think it's so important. I say this, like, tell me what's good in your life. Mm. I love it when my like community or clients will brag to me. I'm like, please do, because I feel like we're taught, like, don't be too loud. Don't speak out. Don't share mm. what's good. And I had the same thing as you forever. I had serious jealousy of other coaches online and other experts out there. And, and it wasn't until I could just really see them surrounded by love and see us as equals that everything got so much easier. And also it's really good for relationships. It's really hard to have friendships yeah. when we're secretly like <laughs> envious of every person and what they might have. So it makes things a lot easier for sure. Yeah. Jealousy is definitely poisonous to yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about this dream body. <laughs> <laughs> dream body. Dream <Yes>. body. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I am obsessed with my body at this point and I love it. And I talk about turn on a lot. And I think turn on is this incredible energy as women that we can tap into that a lot of times we forget about. We get so caught in the hustle and the busyness. And I know you talk about this a lot in your podcast around like self-care. Mm -hmm. And I think turn on is such a big piece of this, whether it's the pleasure of eating something that feels amazing or had that sip of wine or whether it's pleasure, like incredible sex and orgasm and all of that as well. And honestly, how I created my dream body was I got happy. I stopped following the rules. I stopped making myself diet and exercise and do all the things that I really didn't like. 
And I put myself on a pleasure diet. I only eat what makes me feel good. And I think that people assume, well, if I just focus on pleasure, I'd only eat Twinkies forever or whatever. No. <laughs> like, if you allow yourself to eat anything, at some point, you don't want chocolate cake. Like, you'll start to naturally notice what you're craving. I'll be honest, I had a homemade fried chicken sandwich last night from a food truck, local microbrew brew beer, and a donut. It is not like homemade, all homemade, all amazing. <laughs> it is not what anyone would ever recommend to have for dinner. And it was amazing. Yeah. And then I'll get up today and have a green smoothie and I'll eat healthier today because if you let yourself have what you want and you focus on pleasure, you're not feeling like you're missing out anymore. And I can see now that like I was a personal trainer, I was a yoga instructor, I was making myself get up at 5am and run on a treadmill, which I freaking hate because oh, I hate can treadmills. We just, yeah. Can we just take a moment to like appreciate that? I Hate. I mean, I hate running in general, but there's something yeah. about just running on a treadmill and going absolutely nowhere that is so yeah. soul sucking. <laughs> I a hundred percent. And that's what it was about. Like I look yeah. back now, that was the awareness I came to was this is all self-punishment. This is basically saying I'm not good enough. And until I'm good enough, I'm going to punish myself with exercise and not allow myself to eat. And it damn near led to like a binge and purge sort of relationship with my body. I didn't quite get there, but it was definitely something where I'd play the game of how little can I eat. Mm -hmm. And then you can only play that for so long because you are a living, breathing human. And then I would sneak into the kitchen and try to eat the entire pie before anyone would notice. And I'm like, this is not the relationship I want. I ended up losing or releasing or whatever, 30 pounds when I stopped all of it. I stopped exercising. I stopped dieting. And it's like, it's so cliche, but I had to fall in love with myself. I had to get happy. I had to make pleasure and turn on a priority. And then I could never go back to how things were then. Yeah. And I just really think it's, I think it's available for every one of us when we stop treating ourselves like something's wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. I would totally agree with that. I actually, I'm a nutrition coach, but I only coach flexible dieting. So it's kind yeah. of like, like if you want the freaking donut, like work it in, you know? <laughs> Because like eat the donut, but obviously we're not going and eating donuts all day long. Like you have other no, you feel like crap. Such. Yeah. <laughs> so I am all about food freedom, and I think there are a lot of people who want to get to like where you are in this place yeah. of like what I guess is called intuitive eating. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't know themselves enough, or they don't trust themselves enough, and they don't spend mm-hmm. enough time kind of like in their body knowing what they should and shouldn't be eating, you know, that leap from off the rails and kind of crazy to where you're at seems like, even to me, (laughs) seems like a problem, you know, like a, uh, the Grand Canyon. What kind of steps did you take? If you can, anywhere where you kind of started to find that self-love as you are, because I think that's so huge to find that self-love as you are in order to, you know, acceptance is like the door to transformation. Yeah. How do we get there? Yeah. And that trust piece that you brought up is so vital because most of us don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're so afraid that if we gave ourselves a little bit of freedom, we may never stop. We're afraid if we don't punish ourselves Mm -hmm. that we might just in every area, our business might fail. If I don't push myself to write 900 more emails, or if I don't make myself get on the treadmill, then I'll probably gain 900 pounds. Like that's going to be the end of it. We go to such extremes and like our subconscious because we don't trust ourselves. Right. And I think one of the greatest tools that we have is actually just figuring out what we actually want. 
And it's something that I still come back to on a daily basis. Like, what do you really want? Because we have all these surface level goals of like, well, I want to look this way. Why? Like, keep following it like it's a breadcrumb or like it's a mystery. Follow it. What do you actually want? Because each of us have these core desires and feelings that we're wanting to experience. And if we can identify what those are for ourselves, then we can start to create situations and experiences, or even like you were talking about, I think before we started recording around, like learning to just be happy as a state of being, Mm. when we can start to learn to cultivate how we want to feel without needing anything outside of us, we have totally taken our power back. Yeah. Because if we feel full and complete, it's who we are then we can consciously choose whether we want to have the donut or not, but we're not using that and creating a story around it to define our work. It sounds so simplistic, but if each of us would just take the time on a regular basis to tune into what we really want and then give ourselves permission to have it, know we are worthy and believe it's possible, which let's be clear, those follow-up pieces take some practice. Yeah, yeah. Especially the believing it's possible piece. But it's something that I still do on a daily basis and it's like, what do I actually want? How do I actually want to fill in my body? How do I want my business to fill? Who do I want to work with? Who do I want to call in as ideal clients? I just coming back to what I actually want. And there's a lot of it that's taken me a while to give myself permission to have. I just was telling my clients yesterday that one of the things I really want is actually to be someone untouchable. I don't want people to be able to have access to me because I love being a hermit. I love getting on <laughs> I love getting online and sharing all the things. And then I want to be hidden away in a cabin in the woods and write and read my books and never talk to any humans. And I felt so bad about that for so long. And since I've shared it like 24 hours ago, so many people in my community are like, that's what I want too. Thank you for saying that. Now I can let myself want to be untouchable hermit. <laughs> by yourself as well. (laughs) It's so funny. My husband and I were just talking about social media and how I have never been this social media person where I'm like, hi, I'm awesome. Tell me I'm awesome all day and all night. It's more (laughs) of like a means to an end. Like you need to reach people. I want to make an impact on humans. I therefore be out there so humans can find me. If I could throw it all in the trash, I would because it's just so toxic. A hundred percent. At times. I said the same thing this week, that if my business wasn't built on Facebook and Instagram, I doubt I would even have an account. Mm -hmm. And I actually went through in the last week and I unfollowed every single person, even people I like that are friends, unfollowed every single person, every single page that I'd followed and removed myself from just about every group. Because my intention is that when I get onto Facebook, the only reason that I'm on there is to get into the groups with my clients. And that's the only thing I want to see. Yes. I'm not on there to be social. When you catch yourself just like scrolling, scrolling, and I'm like, why am I scrolling this for like the sixth time today? Like, I don't care about uh. you know, Becky and Rich <laughs> yelling at each other over semantics here. I'm literally here for my people. Then I'm gone. I know people who actually totally. delete their Facebook app like seven times a day. They go on and they do what they oh need to god, do. Oh my god, that sounds it. exhausting. Mine is hidden though. Mine's on the second page of my phone in a folder. Like it's not readily accessible. And one of my clients brought this up this morning. She's like, I'm scrolling, what's going on? And she's like, I know what it is. I'm looking for connection. If I find myself being drawn to get on Instagram or Facebook, I always ask myself first, like, what am I craving? Same thing with food. What am I craving? Mm-hmm. And like I just a couple of days this came up and I was like, oh, if I'm craving real connection, are you going to get it here right now? Or should you just call a friend or text a friend or something else? Yeah, I so hear you. I think that we get to find new ways to navigate social media because it absolutely can be just as addictive as so many other things, food, alcohol, 
et cetera. Completely. Know why you're getting on there before you get on there and then get the heck off. (laughs) I need to start out working more of that into my life. (laughs) It's funny because with, when COVID hit, I figured out how to replenish my energy and I was able to pour into myself so I could pour into people. And so I felt like really, really good. And so like recently I've had to figure out like, okay, we need to get, figure that out again in this space. And then how can I bring that with me moving forward? Because it's just, it's not fun to feel overwhelmed and allowing the external to make you crazy. Totally. Totally. And I think that's where I've really come back to, like I, I, over the last couple of weeks, you know, with everything that was going on and is going on, I just felt this massive need to get into nature. I just, it, it was like a craving in the same way that you might crave, like I need a glass of water. And we went and got our little like trailer. We have this, we call it the little nugget. It's just a little like travel trailer. And we hooked it up. We got it all ready. It had been winterized. And we just like drove up to the mountains in the middle of nowhere and parked it. And I was like, I need to just sit here on this rock in the Aspens and just be and recharge. And I think it's something that we oftentimes are taught that that's selfish or we're bad or whatever. And it's like, no, I know for myself, I need large chunks of time to do nothing. I get that now. And I think it's really important for people to give themselves permission that they're like, and that is not going to mean you're going to fail. Your business is not going to fall apart. You're not going to, something's not going to happen body-wise. You get to have those, that spaciousness. I mean, I'm from middle of nowhere, like Eastern Colorado, not even a town. My family homesteaded, like ranched out there, like middle of nowhere. (laughs) For generations before ours, there was so much stillness and silence. Like people played cards that was entertainment. Mm. Like that's what I was raised with. (laughs) And I think we've forgotten how to just hold still. We're all so uncomfortable with it. Well, I mean, and even with like our feelings and emotions where we feel anything that's not fun, our bodies and our brains are quickly like, get rid of it, get rid of it. You know, (laughs) we don't want to feel this. We don't need to feel this. Let's numb it. Where's the food? Where's the social media? Where's the alcohol? You know, totally. We can't listen to ourselves and therefore we don't know what we want because we're usually just so busy stuffing in. And I think COVID amplified that because now suddenly everyone's at home and they have none of the distractions except maybe scrolling on TV or scrolling Netflix or like Instagram. But the whole getting out and getting away and the socializing piece, like we all had to just sit with our shit a little bit and figure out, cool, how do you feel about this? What are you going to do about this? And I know it went many different ways for different people, but I really just hope more than anything that we can learn to create and cultivate like that peace and that stillness within ourselves, learn what we actually want and learn that we actually can provide that for ourselves without needing something outside of us to give us the feeling, the emotion, the whatever. Yeah. I mean, it happened so many times to my husband and I would be like, I want to go to Disney. And I'm like, okay, why do we want to go to Disney? What are we wanting? Play. We wanted playfulness and delight. So what we ended up doing is it had just snowed a foot And I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put on swimming suits. We're going to run down the street. We're going to take beers and we're going to roll in the snow. We're going to run back, roll down the hill, drink the beers, whatever. I just made this absurd idea of the (laughs) things we were going to do. And I didn't think my husband would go for it. He's like, okay, okay, let's do that. We just did the most absurd things because we're like, well, what am I craving? If I I want to go to Disney or I'm missing traveling or I'm missing socializing, what is it that I want? And how can I give that to myself? Even if it's rolling down a snowbank in your swimming suit. There's so many ways to get to cultivate joy when we will just notice that we don't need, it doesn't have to be complicated. No, right. It doesn't have to be complicated. 
wash the clouds, breathe the air, soak up life. Remember who you are. Let it be easy. I mean, it's just like, oh. <laughs> we have a full video of that too, by the way. <laughs> you have to see it. It's hilarious. I know. And like, you look so great right now too, which is like, no one will ever see this, but it's so funny. Cause I, I usually show up to these interviews just like I am like a little yeah. ragamuffin. <laughs> so I want to talk about money because there yes. are a few women that have come on here. I haven't talked to many about it. There's one that she said what her goal was to sell her company for, I think she said she wanted to get to $10 million with her, with her business and she could sell it it seemed like she needed to almost apologize for that or like explain why and oh, yeah. I want to do good thing, you know, and that whole thing. And yes. I think as women to say that you want to make a fuck ton of money, I'm just going <laughs> to say it, to say that out loud as a woman, it's almost like, but okay, so I want to do all these good things with yeah. it. I'm going to donate a bunch of charity. I personally don't feel like I have to freaking say that because the way that I live my life, I feel like hopefully people can see that I care about humans and yeah, the more money I make, the more I can do and the more yeah. impact I can have and the more I can help. Everyone has crazy, disgusting money stories from their childhood. <laughs> We're still seeing our you know, money like reflected through these old, old lenses. It's a really gross topic for most people to discuss wow. and it's still kind of associated with having money means you're evil. Evil this is also people. crazy. I'm like, really? <laughs> I know I think I had these, but I'm like, oh, but money is amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so more fun to live. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear what you're saying, though. I, I do think people, I'm like, really? People still think that? But yeah, it's no, I dirty. I it's a dirty, dirty <laughs> subject. It really is. It's very oh, touchy. It's so good. It is. No, it is touchy. It's freaking it's touchy. It's a very touchy thing. Like, it's crazy. I would love to maybe dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, give your perspective on money and what money means to you. I just, let's go. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I love this topic. And you brought up so many good points. I love money and I'm going to explain a little bit about that, but I think you brought up such a vital point around, I see it over and over again. And I've had it with myself that I'm like, if I'm going to make this amount of money, it's almost like I have to figure out immediately how to get rid of it so that I feel like I'm deserving of it. Mm. And I caught myself with this recently. And because I had gotten in the pattern of being amazing at receiving money, I had been receiving at least 40,000 cash a month since that was fall of 2016 was the first time that that started happening. I was really good at receiving money and yet I didn't have anything to show with it for it because I was really uncomfortable having money. And so as soon as I'd receive money, I would find all kinds of ways to spend it, to give it away to whatever, because the idea of having it felt so uncomfortable. And even just recently, I had a large sum of money come into my life. And the first thing that I told my husband is I was like, I want to just fill it, leave it in the bank. I don't even want to put it in investments because we're even told like, you got to get your money working for you, whatever. And I was like, (laughs) I just want to feel the money being here. I just want to feel but you know, really experience that. And so I was doing the same thing in the past where it was like, okay, I want to receive this amount of money. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it to lots of people and all these things. Well, of course we're going to do good things with it. But it was like, I felt like I wasn't deserving of it unless I was definitely going to save the elephants or, you know, what I I had to give it all to these things. So what I've been practicing lately is allowing myself to just be okay having the money and get really comfortable being a wealthy woman Mm. and knowing from that perspective that then I can decide 
when and where I want to send the money into different piles or investments or savings or donations or whatever. But I think it's so important for us, especially as women, to learn to feel okay having money and just let it sit here and get really comfortable with it. Because what that does is it turns up our base minimum that we're available for. And when we get comfortable with that and that feels normal, it's impossible for us to drop back below it again. And it creates this really safe buffer for us to do the incredible nurturing work we do as women versus getting up every day with how do I make money today? How do I make money today? Right. Or how do I pay my bills? Or, you know, how do I get through? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? It's funny because whenever I see, I scroll social media and I see people just making negative comments about money or like, saying things like I am so broke or comments like that, that affirm like where they are. I just think to myself like, and you will never have it and you will never have it. If you continue with this, you're actively blocking money into your life. Because I mean, it's okay. I'm not saying for people to deny where they are. They're like, huh, there's not enough money here for this experience right Mm -hmm. now. But ask better questions instead of making a statement around, I have no money, I'm broke. It's making that part of our identity versus, okay, the money's not here yet, but what's a better question I could ask? Where is the money available? Mm-hmm. What are five ways, 10 ways, a hundred ways that money is available to me this week? And it's something where it's like, I'm never afraid. I still have these old patterns that are pop up at times that like, what if my business falls apart? Like all of that old stuff. You're <laughs> yeah. like, Lord have mercy. We are a decade in and think it's okay. But <laughs> Even if something were to shift, I know how money works at this point. I know what wealth feels like and I know how to call it back in. And it's like, I've always said this in the beginning, if I had to go get a job at the grocery store or something in the meantime, I would. I mean, but when I was starting my business, I was answering phones and cleaning houses and waiting tables and doing all the things. (laughs) There's always so many ways that money is available. I'm not saying that people don't have experiences of being broke. I did. I made $7,000 total in 2013. That's not a lot to get by on. Like I've had the experience, but I never saw myself as a broke person. And I think it's not making it part of your identity. That's so important. I always saw myself as on the rise, even if the current situation wasn't ideal, be aware of what you believe your current identity is and what are you getting from it? Because it's so much easier to be like, I actually don't want to make that investment or I don't believe that I'm deserving of that investment. There's all of that that's playing under the surface right. of I'm broke. And if you can navigate those things, then you can live an incredible life. And money is just a side effect. Like I love money, but I'm also <laughs> not overly driven by it in terms of like, I love having it and it gets to be a normal in my life. But I don't do great with money goals because deep down, I don't actually care that much. Right. What I really care about is I'm always taken care of. I'm always supported. These kind of underlying corporate. Right. You're not like Scrooge McDuck, like swimming around. Yeah. Swimming pool of money. <laughs> Which would be incredibly painful, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. No, I love having money. I love having overflow of money. But I'm not personally that motivated by it. It energizes me. I like what I can do with it. We make it special. And when we make something special, we make it separate from us. And so I think normalizing money is one of the number one things to do to receive more of it. It's normal to have it. It's normal to have more of it coming in on a consistent basis. Then it just gets to be easy. 
I know for me, like, I mean, I have a lot of really horrible money stories. And so <laughs> like what you're saying, how you would have, like, I think we all money, have. yeah, you know, you'd have this money coming in and be like, where did it go? You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I spent probably the majority of time in business being like, I have nothing to show. Totally. For and until recently, you know, it's funny, I started like with different mantras to kind of get myself comfortable with spending money. Yeah. And not feeling like I was losing something more of like letting it be a transfer of energy or value. Yeah. And so my coach actually used to say this. And so I picked this up, but every time I spend like a good chunk of money, I'll go, you're yeah. the thing I'm rich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not rich, but being able to, you know, paying for totally. something and being like, well, it's a good thing I'm rich because <laughs> totally. Mike Dooley was my first coach and he always said that. He would always be like, good thing I'm rich. Like anytime you're buying the groceries, good thing I'm rich. And it's hilarious. You like say it out loud to people. They're so confused by you. But it's funny because I've gotten actually really excited. I recently gave my employee a very well-deserved raise and that probably would have given me a heart attack like a year ago. But totally, I was so excited to be in the place where I could do that for her. And I was like, I've never been more excited to part with money before, you know, and I have invested in my business in various ways. I'm like, yeah, here's my money. And I'm like, how cool is it to be able to feel pumped about spending a bunch of money on something and knowing that it's going to come back to you instead of like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. It's going to be a pinch. It's going to step, you know, and if it's not working, then you redirect. I mean, I'm sure there's a dumpster somewhere with all of the money that I have <laughs> wasted over the yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> but you got exactly what you needed from it, right? Like, I think yeah. we've all bought things and I've bought courses even. There was a time when I thought it was time oh. for me to be a real entrepreneur that I bought a course on like launching. And I just realized I taught launching yesterday to my, my, uh, some of my clients in my totally unique way of this isn't complicated. You're just telling people about the thing that you're selling right now. You are not required to do it in the right phase of the moon. There's not required to be this many videos. You're just telling people it's not that complicated. But I bought this launching course a few years ago when I thought it was time to be a quote real entrepreneur. And I watched like one video and I was like, oh, this isn't for me. And I was like, oh, it, I got exactly what I needed from that course. It was like a $2,000 course. And I was like, got exactly what I needed. It brought me back to myself and reminded me to stop giving my power to other people who are supposedly experts. Uh, I'm the only expert of me. And it's like, we always get exactly what we need from the investment for so sure. True. It was so but true. I, I think I talked about that on here and how I had spent yeah. a bunch of money putting together like a speaker video. I was like, oh, I'm going to speak and this is my pitch. And... <laughs> I'm going to use my reel. And I looked at, and I couldn't figure out why I hated it so much. I could not figure it out. I realized because it wasn't me. I didn't really feel like I put myself, you know, I wasn't wearing what I wanted to wear. I wasn't necessarily speaking on what lit me up in, in this video. It was more of like, I need to do this so I can do this. And while I'm not, you know, like, yay, I spent that money on, on something I'm not totally, using. Totally. I'm like, hey, this kind of showed me what I need to be doing. So like, thanks. I find like I get these lessons repeatedly lately around procrastination. And I think that we're taught that procrastination is this terrible thing and we need to kick our ass and get into gear. Procrastination, I have found repeatedly is one of my best guidance tools that when I'm procrastinating on something, it's because I deep down don't actually want to freaking do it. 
And mm-hmm. so there's probably a better, easier, or more aligned way for me to do it. And I've had it come up multiple times in the last week where I was like supposed to be writing this article for press stuff, including <laughs> my PR team. They wanted me to write this article and I kept being like, oh, I don't want to. They were so lovely to the point that they have created this Google Doc with questions so I can just come in and write, like <laughs> answer the questions and they're going to put it together for me. They're being so supportive of me and I'm yeah. still like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm still just watching myself avoid it. And so a couple of days ago, I just left a bunch of Voxer notes in our conversation with my team. And they were like, oh, we could just turn this into an article. I was like, of course, there we go. I knew the answer would present itself. I knew I wasn't <laughs> doing that for a reason. And things like that happen all the time. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to do the sales page. And then I'll wait and I'll procrastinate and come to find out I didn't even want to launch that program. So it's a good thing I didn't waste a whole bunch of time putting the stupid sales page together. I just think we beat up on ourselves so much Uh for not being disciplined and hardcore and making things happen where it's like, what do you actually want? Going back to the first question, (laughs) what do you actually want? How do you want this to look? What if it were easy? What if you just trusted that this is how it got to be? Life flows so much more easily when we will start to believe that that's even possible. I love that you brought up the procrastination too, because like, that's one of my major things. Like I will catch myself rewriting, you know, when I rewrite my list every single day and when I've rewritten the same thing on 20 pieces of paper, I have to be like, okay, I either need to sit down and freaking do this because no one else is going to, it's something I have to do. I obviously don't want to do it. Or it's like, I have this like blown up thing in my mind that it's going to take me like three hours, don't have time. And then I do it and it happens so fast. But I like that you said that because it gives me something to think about for sure. Because I always just assumed in college or high school, I was that girl who waited until the night before to write the paper, yeah. to do the project. I got an A on it. So why exactly. would I ever change my methods? <laughs> exactly. Come to find out. And this is why I didn't do well with like normal jobs and nine to fives. Is I was like, but I can get the thing done in an hour and you want me here eight hours. This doesn't make any sense to me. Like, let's make the best use of the times here. <laughs> this is my planner for this year. This is how much I have used it. No. There's nothing in it. I can't, I don't, here's how I work because it's really wacky. <laughs> but I think it sets, will set some people free. <laughs> I know what I want. I basically get up on a daily basis and just kind of ask like, what am I guided to do next? Or what am I guided to share? And that's what I do. And I don't have a long-term business plan. I don't have a launch plan. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm selling next, but if I change my mind, that's fine. Amount of freedom freaks a lot of people out, but it's the only way that I can be who I am. I'm very flow-based. I'll do this. And then I was in my sauna a little bit ago, answering some client messages, totally naked. They know. I told them I'd do this all the time at this point. And then I'll probably go read my novel for a little bit. And I'm technically supposed to send out an email today. And I will, but I might just repurpose them. Like, I'll, I just let it flow. I believe that I know what to do and I believe it's enough. And yeah. I think that that's the big piece is a lot of times we don't think we're ever doing enough because we don't right. feel like we ever are enough. And so what if we just did the few things that we know really are aligned or the inspired actions and we believe that that was enough and that we're co-creating with the universe. We're not having to carry this all on our own backs. Yeah. I forget sometimes the way I work is bizarro, but I have to, like, I feel trapped. I'm like such a crazy freedom girl. I feel trapped so quickly. If I have an agenda or a list of things, I go crazy. That's so funny. My PR team even asked me to make a list of like dates so people could book in for podcasts. And I'm like, but I can't, I can't have anything on my schedule. I can know the moment they reach out to me and they're like, how's Friday? I'm like, perfect. Yes. I can be 
I can figure it out that quickly. But even with my higher level clients, there's not a link for them to book a session because mm. I feel trapped as soon as there's something on my calendar. So they just reach out and we'll hop on the phone sometime in the next like 24 hours. I would do any of the normal thing. That would probably ruin my life living like that. But I think that that speaks a lot to like, you know, people finding <laughs> yeah. out what you want and how you operate. I love that you said it'd ruin your life. <laughs> absolutely. Ruin You're like, life. I would lose my freaking mind. I, would, my ca- I live and die by my calendar. Like my calendar, I am like Ron Burgundy with my calendar. <laughs> Bigger man. Like if you put it on my calendar, I'm going to do it. If it's I not on it. my calendar, it might as well yeah. not even existed and I'll completely miss it. I've and I live in a flow bubble. I am just like hermit mode here and all the things just get to happen and it will magically occur. Like, and what's funny is my background is like science, chemistry. I was an anthropology and archaeology major. Like I've come from like a hardcore science background. And apparently after all the years of like academia, I was like, screw this. I'm just going to float around in the mystical world and things just get to manifest. And that's quite simply how it gets to be. I don't know what happened, but I'm very grateful. For I love that so much. So we like to end things on a quote. Is there a quote that you like you either live by or maybe it's just something that's been speaking to you lately that you'd like to share with us? Yes. My favorite quote long-term, and I was sharing it recently with so much of the stuff that's going on in the world, but my quote has always been from Anne Frank's, The Diary of a Girl, her book, around, in spite of everything, I still believe that people are good at heart. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are good at heart. And the whole quote, let's see if I can bring up the whole thing here, but it's so relevant, especially for everything that's going on in the world. Let me just bring mm-hmm. it up here and then <laughs> I just sent it to my team. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. Like that's my favorite part. But then she goes on to say, I simply can't build up my hopes on a foundation consisting of confusion, misery, and death. I can feel the suffering of millions and yet, if I look up into the heavens, I think that it will all come right, that this cruelty too will end and that peace and tranquility will return again. That quote, especially the first part of in spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart has always led me because I truly believe that world peace is possible. Mm -hmm. And it's the biggest reason that I do the work that I do because I really do believe that world peace is possible. And that quote, helps inspire me. If she can believe that during what she went through, Mm -hmm. then I can pull it together to believe it too. Absolutely. I love that so much. And you're a light bringer. So for sure, like definitely a part of that. So are you. Where can people find you? (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, my Instagram is probably the best place. Just Jessica Caver Lindholm. I mean, one, I share like daily posts and goodies over there, but there's so many freebies up in my bio as well. There's a free millionaire mirror visualization. There's my free Facebook group, the Solid Prosperity Queen. There's a free masterclass on creating a turned on solid business. I am the content queen. So there's so much free goodies over on my Instagram. Awesome. I love it. And you can see behind the scenes of my stories of me eating donuts and other things. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so awesome having you and you were yes. such a little light. <laughs> Thank you. It was so fun. I loved it. Such a great conversation. And I can't wait to share this with more people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.